Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode of The Navigator, the podcast that equips men and women to blaze the trail of truth in an anti-truth culture. Each week we discuss faith, family, news, and the trends that are sure to impact the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Robertson, and it is a pleasure to be with you today on this very first episode of The Navigator. I am so, so very glad that you are here and that you have joined us. I have to go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, I am currently on this very first episode of The Navigator, remembering this very, very special moment with none other than, drumroll please, my Carolina Tar Heel polo. All right? So if you are a, if you're listening to this show and you are a Duke fan, um, then you can go right ahead and just scroll on down and, uh, and hit the unsubscribe button. No, I'm joking. Uh, but I am definitely ready for this very first episode. Got my Carolina Tar Heel polo, and I am ready to go. All right? Uh, you probably are wondering, though, uh, what is a navigator? What is it? I am so very glad you asked that question because I have an answer for you. Uh, Webster's Dictionary, uh, the definition of nav- to navigate means to steer a course through a medium or some type of vice. Uh, Oxford Languages describes a navigator as a person who directs the route or course of a ship, aircraft, other form of transportation, especially by using instruments and maps. And so you're asking, what is a navigator when it comes to someone uh, who is combating the culture, who is standing up for truth, standing up for what is right? Well, a navigator is someone who blazes the trail of truth for the next generation. They steer the course. They, they blaze the trail of truth for the next generation, those that come after them. They fight against the winds of false doctrine that try to bend and break our culture into uh, falsehood. Uh, there are, and there's no doubt, we have seen in the last year, we have seen so much of the corruption of the media. We've seen so much corruption uh, on the left side of the aisle politically. We've seen so much corruption, uh, it, and then it's a direct attack on truth. It is an attack on truth, and it is an attack on your home, and your church, and your faith. And so someone who is a navigator is someone who's going to fight against those false, those winds of false doctrine and fight against those waves that try to bend them and break them into the mold of the culture. Okay? That's what a navigator is. And, you know, I really think that as sometimes as believers, what we do is we instead of blazing the trail of truth, we just kind of coast into the trail of truth. So what do you mean? 
we kind of just coast along and we we want to be comfortable we want things to be easy and those that have gone before us and set an example of what biblical christianity uh it looks like they've blazed the trail of truth already we kind of just coast in to that trail we kind of say okay yeah well i identify as a christian or yeah i identify as a believer or a part of the church but we kind of just we don't make the faith our own we believe in a god we believe in jesus christ but we don't make the faith personal we don't say okay well i understand that this trail was blazed by godly men and godly women who have come before me. I realize that. <clears throat> I realize that uh, they have come before me and they have cut down the weeds, all right? They've cut down the weeds of falsehood. They have cut down and fought against the weeds of the culture. And so if I'm going to keep this thing going for the next generation, I've got to maintain that trail. I remember uh, I worked at a camp for almost a decade, and which we'd have to do every single summer. Almost every single week, we'd have to weed eat the trail, okay? Because that trail, just giving it just a little bit of time of not keeping it up, okay, weeds would start to grow, things or trees would fall over the trail, and there'd be so much work left to do. And so we had to constantly, constantly, constantly man- maintain uh, the, the, the trail so that it would be safe, Uh, for all the kids and all of these things. And that's exactly what we must do when it comes to the trail of truth. Is we have got to fight against the weeds of our culture, fight against uh, Hollywood, fight against uh, the organizations that try to steer us off biblically, try to take the Bible out of our school, tries to change our terminology. Uh, to try to fit their own narrative and their own lifestyle. They're literally trying to change our, the definitions of our words, of what a man is, what a woman is, what a husband is, what a wife is, what a father, what a mother is. And we've got to fight back. Because if we continue to coast, there will be no trail of truth left for the next generation. There will be nothing left. I remember... Uh, I read this great quote, it's really good, by Martin Luther, who despite the fact he knew he would be killed, stood before authorities, this was some 500 years ago, and reportedly said, here I stand on God's word. I can do no other. God help me. And so you know if we are going to blaze that trail of truth for the next generation, we've got to stand on God's word. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Uh, Anything that comes along will push you to the side and get you off of what God says, hey, this is my best way. And that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, it's, it's, It's about speaking up and speaking out about these hard topics. Because you know we can't avoid the hard topics forever. Uh, We can't avoid the hard conversation with our kids forever. We can't avoid uh, studying into these things forever. Because you know why? Because there's another generation that's going to come and they're going to be completely ignorant of what truth is because we didn't show them. Uh, We can't avoid hard topics like abortion. We're going to talk about this, that on the show. Abortion. Uh, Talk about racism or prejudice. We're going to talk about 
LGBTQ movement and homosexuality, what that has done to redefine and try to shape our culture and to get people literally to cater to their own lifestyle, even if you don't believe, you, you've got to cater. You've got you, no, no, you've got to just, you've got to bow the knee. You've got to just bow the knee. And if he says that he's a girl, then we have to call him she, and that's just it. That's it. You just have to cater to the culture. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about church culture. What goes on in the church today? Okay, what's going on among our leadership? What's going on among the body of believers? Why do we do some of the things that we do in church? You know, why do we have an invitation? Why do we have, why do we sing in church? Uh, we're going to be talking about those issues. A big one, we're going to talk about having a biblical worldview. You know, there's a lot of people that identify as Christians that do not have what's considered a biblical worldview. And we'll talk about that more in a second. We're going to talk about organizations, as I mentioned, one LGBTQ. Okay, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. All right. How do we as Christians, when we read headlines about the things that are going on, the violence that is that is ensuing on our streets, all of those things, how are how do we respond to that? As a believer, yes, maybe we get righteously uh, angry at all of these things going on, but how do we respond to it? What are actionable steps to respond to these hard topics? And that's exactly what we're going to dive into, and we are going to do that hopefully in some thorough detail, and we're going to have some fun along the way as well, uh, but we're going to try to equip you with the tools that you need uh, to to blaze the trail of truth for the next generation to talk about these tough topics. Uh, one of the things, too, that we do is my readers group on my personal website. Uh, I, I want to challenge and encourage you, if you have not done so already, uh, please go to my website. It's Tyler A. Robertson. Tyler, the letter A, Robertson.com, and subscribe to my readers group and join the the discussion as we dive into the same topics as we talk about on this podcast. As I just mentioned, abortion, racism, homosexuality, uh, having a biblical worldview, all of those things as we dive into and uh, give you some great reads, some great resources. And when you subscribe to our readers group, uh, you'll get helpful and fun articles from myself. We don't always talk about uh, really, really tough topics sometimes. We're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you don't like sarcasm, then this is probably not, number one, the podcast for you or the readers group for you, okay? Uh, there'll probably be lots of sarcasm. So helpful and fun articles from me, but there'll also be guest articles from pastors, Christian authors, and men and women just like you and me that are trying to rear up children and churches in the truth of God's Word. Because uh, I realize, you know, I don't know everything. I still, can, still consider myself pretty young, and I don't know everything. And so I want to make sure that th- there are good and godly men and women uh, that you can hear from them and get help from them that have some experiences maybe that I am unaware of or that I have never experienced. And so you definitely want to get connected to that readers group. So please go to my website, tylerarobertson.com, and subscribe uh, to my readers group. It's free to you. All you need is an email dra- address. All right? Uh, Barna Group put out a study, uh, this was back in 2009, um, that told us and gave us a lot of insights as to the condition of the church. And uh, they did a study about a biblical worldview, and uh, I know Frank Turek uh, from uh, Cross Examined, 
uh, has kind of dissected this before and uh, absolutely phenomenal study. But it gives you some rather disturbing, honestly, insight into the condition of the church. They did a study on uh, the Christian's worldview and biblical worldview. Uh, they just, they defined a biblical worldview as from six factors, those being believing absolute moral truth does exist, believing the Bible is totally accurate in all principle it teaches, believing Satan is a real being or force, not just a symbol of evil, a person cannot earn their way to heaven, Jesus lived a sinful life, and God is all-knowing, all-powerful, the creator of the world, and still rules the universe today. So they, uh, they surveyed a large group of people who confessed to be Christians and, and believers in the church, and this is what they came away with. And this is kind of just a highlight, but this is what they came away with. 9% of Americans, okay, 9% of Americans hold a biblical worldview, but only 19% of Christians hold a biblical worldview. This, was, this study was done back in 2009. I wonder what that looks like today. Uh, slightly less than half of the born-again adults, that's 46%, believe in absolute moral truth. Uh, half of all adults firmly believe that the Bible is accurate in all the principles it teaches. Uh, just one quarter of adults are convinced that Satan is a real force. Even a minority of born-again adults, 40%. Uh, uh, adopt that perspective. Similarly, uh, only one quarter of adults, 20, that's 28%, uh, believe that it is impossible for someone to earn their way into heaven through good behavior. Not quite half of all born-again Christians slightly reject, or excuse me, strongly reject the notion of earning salvation through their deeds. A minority of American adults are persuaded that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life while he was on earth. Slightly less than two-thirds of the born-again segment, or 62%, strongly believe that he was sinless. So some encouraging things, but also some very discouraging things. Uh, 75% of young people leave the church once they leave home. Now that to me... Uh, as someone who has helped in youth ministry, that to me hurts. Two-thirds of our young people leave church when they leave home. They get a little bit of freedom. They get their license. Starts brewing in their mind of the world out there. The grass is always green on the other side, they say, right? They start believing that lie of the devil. And when they leave home, 75% of them don't come back to church. Uh, 80% of pastors are depressed. 80%. Now, a pastor, they have to tackle a lot of different things. Uh, there's a lot going on in a pastor's week. Uh, working with youth pastors and pastors, and now working uh, with a pastor in a local church uh, right alongside him, uh, it, it is easy to see that there is... Uh, that there is a lot of challenges, especially now in this time uh, with the coronavirus. It's so many different things. Pastoring is one of the hardest jobs right now. Uh, It is is not easy 
to be a leader of any respect, of a business, of a church. But 80% of pastors, this is back in 2009, 80% of pastors identify as depressed. 94% feel pressure to have a perfect family. 81% has no time, or by their own admission, they have no time for their spouse. 80% says ministry has neg- a negative impact on their family. 81% say they don't have a close friend. And most pastors, the average pastor, okay, juggles up to 16 tasks per week. Now, I don't know about you, but obviously I can see a, or I heard a bell ring right there uh, of why our church is in a condition that it is. 80% of pastors are depressed. Our young people are leaving. Two out of every three young people are leaving. So many people do not believe in the authority of God's word and have a, a biblical worldview. I don't know about you, but that puts something in my heart. That puts something in me that I want to, I don't want to be like the majority. That puts something in me where I want to take a stand for the next generation. I want to, as Paul says in 1 Timothy, he told Timothy, he said, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You know what he was saying to Timothy? He was saying, Timothy, I want you to pick it up. What's it? It's truth. Truth of God's word. I want you to pick it up and I want you to pass it on. Commit it to faithful men and they will teach others also. Psalm 78 lays out how we as believers, talking to the nation of Israel, but I know it can apply to us as believers, of how we need to take truth, the truth of God, and give it to the next generation. Set up a monument for the next generation. Make sure that we're having these hard conversations. Know what we believe and why we believe it. And so I don't know about you, but that study uh, did a lot for me. And it helped me to see some of the, uh, the vacancy and, and, and the anemic state of our church. And so I want to do everything I can to be a navigator and to blaze the trail of truth for the next generation. I want to stand up and speak out for what is right and I hope you do too. So that's what we're going to be talking about throughout the, the course of this show. That's what we're going to be talking about. Some of those hard cultural topics that I believe a lot of Christians are not having today. I think there are a lot of great podcasts out there that are Bible studies. And that's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. But I believe that there's so many of those podcasts out there that are helpful, yes, and they're great. They walk you through Scripture, and those are wonderful, but I truly believe that we're not talking about the tough topics enough. We are not diving into what we believe and why we believe it and passing that on to our children, passing that on to other believers so that they too are equipped to combat the culture. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next few episodes, and I'm really, really excited 
about what the Lord is going to do. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to our podcast and uh, subscribe to our readers group as well at tylerarobertson.com. And that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com, tyleraroberson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.